0: Speaking of my son, the way you talk about the military, the way you talk about them being losers and being and, 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 and just being suckers. My son was in Iraq. He spent a year there. He got the, he got the Bronze Star. He got the Conspicuous Service Medal. He was not a loser. He was a patriot, and the people left behind uh, there were heroes. Really? And I resent Are you talking about Mike Hunter? Health. Are you talking about I'm Hunter? I'm talking about my son, Beau Biden. You're
1: talking about people. I don't know. Felix. I don't know Beau. I know Hunter. Yeah, Hunter you know, got Beau. thrown. Hunter got thrown out of the military. He was thrown out, dishonorably discharged. That's not true. For it wasn't cocaine use, and he didn't have a job until you became vice president. Once you None became of that vice president, true. he made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, and various other places. That is simply not true. He made my son, a fortune. my son,
0: and he didn't have a job. My son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people we know at home, had a drug problem. He's overtaken it. He's, he's, he's fixed it. He's worked on it. And I'm proud of him. But why I'm was he given of tens son. of millions right. of dollars? But he wasn't given right. tens of millions he was given tens of dollars. That is totally, of that that been totally discredited. we have already
2: been totally
3: discredited.
2: And he's got an eye for the strippers. Who doesn't? Hey,
3: Hunter, you're a loser. These girls are very athletic. You no, know, it's a physical. It's a sport,
2: really. Well, it's an art form.
3: Uh, I just, that. I just want our listeners to uh, stand back and stand by, stand around, stand down, stand, stand still. back and stand by, stand over there, stand on one foot, stand up and stand by your man. All right, okay, thank you. I think you
2: know what I mean. Don't stand so close to me. Right, oh, that's a good one.
3: <laughs> Keep yapping, man. <laughs>
2: oh boy.
3: So at, at some point before we get back into the debate, just let me say this for the record: I would like to have a discussion with Sean analyzing the baseball wild card races based on a fight to the death between the mascots. Oh yes, that's with, a good one. And and I think there's some intriguing matchups. And in the wake of the near fight to the death last night, I just think the crowd is primed and ready. Well, they got a little, <clears throat> they got blood coming out of their eyes, coming out of their, you know
2: you're <laughs> whatever run, run. speaking of debates oh boy um uh well yeah so the baseball playoffs start today but that's the first round the <laughs> nba finals are tonight you want to talk mascots you got a heat taking on a laker
4: i gotta like the laker in that well i don't know there's evaporation to consider but <laughs> who knows yeah, so if the heat are hot enough, the lake will just become a dry
3: bed. But are the heat that hot or can you just jump in the lake and and cool off whenever you want? Right, right. I'd right. say the history of because oh, the series lasts what, a week and a half? No lake evaporates in a week and a half. I like the Lakers in this one.
2: Um is LeBron heavily favored to win his to win a title with his fourth different team, is that right? Or third?
4: One, two, He's a mercenary. Three, three. different what teams. What about loyalty?
2: Yeah. Three different teams winning a title. That's amazing. He goes... The title goes with him. That's incredible.
4: Uh, um, they, they are the favorite, yeah. Okay. It's not a huge...
2: I couldn't favorite. name a single person on the Miami Heat. Lonzo Morning still play for them?
4: No, he does not. No. Dwayne Wade? <laughs> no. Also retired. Huh. Shaq. No. Oh, no. no. He played he, for uh, Orlando, didn't he? No, he no, played for the Heat as well,
2: yeah. he played for the Heat as well, yeah. Dwayne Wade, yeah. Yeah. Won a title with... Uh... uh my little white guy, white chocolate.
4: Oh, Jason Williams. Yeah, Jason yeah. Williams. Oh, uh, yeah, double nickel.
2: How about that? Um. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Take a deep breath. We can do this.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? As I tweeted, uh, I tweeted a lot last night. I was I was out of control. Um, as the world's oldest democracy, other democracies are looking at this and saying. Oh, I see why this is so popular. Uh,
3: I think we may have lost a little luster last night.
2: Do you, do you? Is the way to go about this is you step backwards and think, how do the two major parties choose these people to be the candidate? Maybe that's where you start.
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh, my daughter and I, she is uh, into uh, voting patterns and data analysis in this. She's about to graduate from college, and that's her field she's probably going to go into. And we talk about this a lot in uh, we've traded back a couple of articles about the way the primaries work now and the wh- the reasons they work this way, the pressures, you know, 1968 led to, and then there was the debacle where Reagan, blah, 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 and how we got to this point, we're at a bad point. The way the parties choose candidates is dumb, and they really ought to reform. And there'd be jaw-flapping and whining on cable news about, it's not, it's not Democratic enough, shut up. But th- that's the proper response. But we let's did. try it once or twice because the current system blows. But
2: I am a big believer, in we get the government we deserve. Mm-hmm. It, it just it is matched up so many times. We're all running our credit cards at the limit. So's the government. What a shock! That doesn't matter to us. Um, do you hear anybody howling other than us? That. The national debt didn't come up last night? I don't. No. I took in a lot of cable news coverage afterwards. There wasn't anybody saying, and the fact that they overlooked the national debt, nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. Come on, well, that's crazy. Yeah. Un- unsustainable entitlements. Just flat-out simple math. My fifth grader could do it. This will go broken a few years without major change. You can't You, you can't even get that in a Republican um, uh, nomination debate, right, let right. alone on the on the main stage where the Democrats don't care about it.
3: It's like a cocktail party where people just yawn and turn their backs and walk away from you. It's very hurtful. You cannot get a conversation.
2: Well, going. there's a reason for it. People don't care. I don't know what people think. I guess they just think it'll fix itself or I'll be dead by then. I, I don't know that's what people the one. think. That, that's the one. Well, either that or we're, <laughs> we're separated into our camps.
3: And as we were discussing um, before, the only thing that matters at this point is the low information voter. Um, Oh, good. (laughs) uh, You know, people who know nothing about nothing. That's why you want to rock the boat. You want to get as many dumb people as you can. Uh, Occasionally, I'll throw in the caveat, maybe they're just too busy living their lives. And, And for that, I absolutely have sympathy. But mostly it's people who do not have two wits to rub together, and they are treated by the political pros like cattle. They're either frightened into run in this direction or enticed by food to run in that direction. There's food, and that's what a lot of <laughs> politics is for. And those of is us is it in the other room? Those of <laughs>
2: <laughs> is
4: it pizza? It doesn't, it doesn't appear to be here. I, I gotta be right back. I'm going to look for the food.
3: Those of us who who like to jaw about ideas and policies and, and long term implications and blah blah blah, we are so whistling in the wind. The pros, the political pros are saying, would you shut up? I have cattle to frighten. Right. That's the reality of democracy. Nobody wants to say that out loud on cable news, but I don't care. I'll say it.
2: I noticed the candidates did not shake hands afterwards. I think
3: usually Nor you before. do. Nor before. That was the policy that was announced. Oh, because of COVID. Of okay. Right.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, there was a reason for it. Yeah. Look at you trying to, stoke, trying to stoke fights. Then the wives came out. Melania wears the highest high heels oh, yeah. of any first lady ever. Very right. attractive gal. Yeah, and I just I can't even imagine how you could walk. Maybe she she probably doesn't have to walk very far, um, but she. I think women get good at it. I don't know anybody who wears heels that high. I mean, just uh, that has got to be Hunter, five inches. Hunter Biden's girlfriend does. <laughs>
4: <laughs> They're clear.
2: Uh, what was your line? What was your line, Michael? That you said he should Biden should have hit him with. That was a good oh, one.
4: Oh, do you want him to drive me? No, I don't remember. What was it? You know, I'll find it
2: very fast. I hope somebody remembers it. I do. I do remember. I got to bring it. I thought it was a pretty good line, though. Uh, Biden could have hit him. If you wanted to get, you know, if you want to get into the mud, and really get into it. Um, oh, this is mail-order bride. Has she gotten citizenship yet? <laughs> yeah, see, that's <laughs> true. So Did your mail-order bride get citizenship? or Seems like a fine woman. Um, oh, my. That's inappropriate. <laughs> but so uh, she walks out there in her high, high, high heels, uh, stomping like a model. And they don't hug her or anything, I noticed. Just kind of, no, yeah hey, you doing? They're a tad distant. And then, uh, you know, she Joe and job. his wife practically, you know, did
4: it right there on the carpet. Oh, I mean, they're in their affection.
2: Wow, that's coarse. His wife had a
4: mask on for some reason. Melania uh, did, too, when she was sitting in the audience, but she took it off when she walked up uh, mm-hmm. onto the stage. Jill didn't. Eh, she doesn't want to get the vid from the yeah. old man. He's pushing 80. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: Wow. I didn't see the food out there, Joe. I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> Well, my friends,
3: yes, we will bring you more lights of the debate. I refuse to call them highlights, although
2: there were some. What a long, strange trip it is for Joe Biden if he ends up being president, or especially Kamala Harris. I mean, that whole thing is crazy. Joe Biden had zero chance of being the nominee. Zero. He finished fourth in Iowa. He finished fourth in New Hampshire. He got killed by, I think it was, 40 points in Nevada. But everybody rallied around the idea that Trump will win 47 states against Bernie or Elizabeth Warren. Right. And everybody rallied and found a way, including Barack Obama and people behind the scenes, Pelosi and Schumer, everybody, to get Biden, you know, all the momentum going that direction. So that was a shoestring catch. Not because people were excited about it. It's just like, we're going to lose if we don't have Biden. And then Kamala Harris, she quit before the first race. Right. And she might be president in a couple of years because there's no way in hell Joe Biden's president for four years. Nope. Nope. Is there anybody believes he'd be president four years? That would be
3: astonishing. It would be. It would be. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, just for fun, give me a clip 37, would you, Sean? This is a humdinger right here, folks. And so you take a look at what he's actually done. He's
0: done very little. His trade deals are the same way. He talks about these great trade deals. You know, he talks about the art of the deal. China's made, perfected the art of the steel. We have a higher deficit with China now than we did before. We have the highest defi- trade deficit China
3: with ate Mexico. Your lunch. All right, H, uh, in, China in, ate your lunch, Joe. Boy, the, the, I get why Biden would try to portray Trump as soft on China. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, but he's trying to blunt uh, a point in, in Trump's favor. Trying to muddy the waters, as they say.
2: Uh, what was your favorite part of the debate? Text line 415 kftc We're playing the hits. Just give us a call and we'll play you the hit. What's your favorite hit from the debate?
3: Request lines open.
2: <laughs> Keep yapping,
3: man. Yeah.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
3: You're getting that look in your eyes Welcome to Lame 105, the soft sounds of the 70s
2: The great Mac Davis in.
3: Baby, come baby Don't get hooked on me Sad news, everybody.
4: Mac Davis has passed. No really? Even worse news.
2: Well, Nobody's more bad news. Helen Reddy is passed. How did Helen? I heard Helen Reddy died. How did Helen Reddy and Mac Davis die on the same day? That's weird.
4: Really
3: God moves in mysterious ways. Boy, if you're a soft. Trapping and weather on the together coming up.
2: If you're a soft hits of the seventies, Mac Davis and Helen Reddy on the same day. It's like um. It's like uh, Shakespeare and Cervantes dying on the same day. <laughs> it's a which lot they like did.
3: that. Yes, yes, not uh, a joke. Uh, uh, Adams and Jefferson. Hit me. With, can uh, somebody I'll tell you, like you what it? if I'm David Gates of Bread? I'm checking myself into the ICU.
4: <laughs> oh, jeez. No,
2: Just saying. Oh yeah. Yeah. If Jim Croce weren't already dead, he'd have to put on a helmet today. <laughs> um. Uh. Other than I am woman, hear me roar. What's the Helen Reddy hits? I used to think hey. Helen Reddy. When I was a kid, first like discovering that I liked women, I thought Helen Reddy was the hottest chick in a the kid. world. Angie Baby? Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. What a terrifying song. Um. Oh, there was another
3: one. I'm missing another obvious one. Uh, I Am Woman. And uh, there was another huge hit she had. When somebody I, when somebody I would, looked
2: at him, when I it. When I would thumb through Parade Magazine, this is an old guy rant or a uh, story. When I would thumb through Parade Magazine, and it would be the 13 albums for one cent. And I'd, like, kind of think about what 13 albums I would get, though my mom would never let me sign up for one of those record clubs because she said you'll regret it.
3: Yes, Um, she was right. I never did. Ain't no way to treat a lady.
2: Yeah. I would regularly pick Helen Reddy's Greatest Hits as my 13 albums I would get for a penny. I saw a Dragon. That
4: sounds like a song I'd like. (laughs) I don't remember that one. I don't either. But to be fair, I don't know most of her stuff.
2: But so, Helen Reddy, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar, was the same year as the uh, ERA Amendment. 72, I think, or 71.
3: I'll take your word. It's all a little uh, 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 hazy.
2: Yeah, but anyway, it was a major moment in our political history of uh, you know women coming to the forefront, getting equality, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm for all that. The Equal Right Amendment was a horrible idea, and still was a horrible idea. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, but... Um, you know equality and i think i don't think you know 70 cents on the dollar and all that crap that some of you believe you know look at your law schools look at your medical schools look at your veterinary programs look at you look at college campuses period women women we got to worry about the boys yeah um at this point but anyway um you know big political movements and changing times and everything like that what what are we in right now what are we in right now I don't even know what we're in right now. It's awfully
3: close to just chaos. It's
2: all, it's, um, uh, Henry Kissinger said it a couple of years ago. I saw it on a podcast, and this was true a couple of years ago. It is performative now rather than policy. mm -hmm. It's all performative. Yeah. And um, people are screaming and yelling about what an awful debate it was. Jay Cost said, and I got his uh, tweet right here. I hope I can find
3: it. It's like you're picking your favorite character on a TV show as opposed to picking a financial advisor. Yeah, Jay Costs. That's how politics has changed.
2: Jay Cost said cable news has profited off turning politics into spectacle and now they have the temerity to bemoan it. Um you elevate
4: Jake puts words together, good.
2: Yeah, he does. You I'll talk pretty someday. You elevate Kamala Harris by saying, I was that little girl. Ooh, ooh, and you make that the moment of the debate. It was stupid. From a policy standpoint, it was moronic. It made no sense. (laughs) It didn't own Biden. It made her look like a crackpot. But it was a gotcha. It was a gotcha. And they elevated that to the moment, not just of that debate, but of all the Democratic debates. Yes. Well, then that's how you get Trump doing what he did last night, because that's what you reward.
3: Well, and as we said, uh, there was a clip earlier where Trump just laid the wood to Biden. It was great. And the only reason it was great, because Biden refused or refrained from interrupting Trump. And, you know, if I'm on Biden's side, I'd have said, you know, he should probably interrupt every single thing he says so he never gets a clean shot in, which is a hell of a way to run your uh, your debates and your politics. Uh, Speaking of uh, absolutely elevating that stuff and turning it into a gotcha fest and then having the temerity, a fancy pants word to then uh, say it's horrible. Do we have the long version of Snuffleupagus? That was immediately after the debate, because I was taping a couple channels, and I wanted to monitor a couple live. The second it ended, I switched ABC and heard Snuffleupagus.
1: But I have to speak personally here, as somebody who's watched presidential debates for 40 years, as somebody who's moderated presidential debates, as someone who's prepared candidates for presidential debates, as someone who's covered presidential debates, that was the worst presidential debate I have ever seen.
2: Well, there's not a close second. There haven't been that many. We had one in 1960, and then not again till 76. So there haven't been that many presidential debates, uh, televised debates. That was easily the worst one.
4: There was one. a 16-year gap between yeah. televised debates? Wow. Yeah, they're not inevitable.
2: Yeah, well, we talked about that the other day. There was the weird um, fairness doctrine and where you have to give equal time, and they thought, how do we get around this? Because then every candidate that's running, the Green Party, the Libertarian, is going to say, I need to get in. They came up with a way around it. Some college hosts the debate, and the news organizations come and carry it. You can't stop me as a college from having these two people debate. Right, and we're just covering it. Nobody figured that out till 76. But anyway, there haven't huh. been that many. But of the ones they've had, in terms of getting information, last night was easily the worst. Tell you what, I'd
3: like to hear Joe Joe Jorgensen on the stage, the libertarian candidate. I don't agree with her on everything, but she's sensible and Getty. Keep yapping,
0: man.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: This is this is so right. Gentlemen, this is, I think this this we've is ended so this. He's pack the
1: court, we have he's en- the court. Not give a list. We have
0: ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment.
1: That was really a productive segment, wasn't it? Keep yapping, man. The people understand you. <laughs> they Forty-seven years, you've Je- done nothing. They understand. Oh. All right.
2: <laughs> that was the end <laughs> of the first segment, and, it, <laughs> and that it got worse from there. Actually, oh, it did. Yeah, it did. That was yeah. the like the most gentle segment. Have we played? I'm trying to figure out. I want to make sure we play everything. Did we play 41? Can we play? It's just short. Wait
0: a minute. You get the final word, Mr. Well,
2: there. it's hard to get any word in with this clown. Excuse me. This. Hey, this hey let person. me just say, it <laughs> He called him a clown several other times, but for reason for some reason that time he thought I shouldn't call the president a clown. <laughs> so that was undignified. <laughs> oh boy, that's something. But this this is actually uh, somewhat substantive. This is getting into the various extremist groups and um, will play the Brian Kilmeade c- clip on this because I think um, he's a half-wit. Brian Kilmeade? But Donald Trump threw the biggest layup in the history of debates by saying not condemning
3: white supremacists. I don't know if he didn't hear it, but he's got to clarify that right away. That's like,
0: are you against evil? Um, why the president didn't just uh, knock it out of the park, I'm not sure.
3: I, I usually like Brian Kilmeade. I shouldn't have called him a name. Um, number one, it's white supremacists. Secondly, you're letting the left label groups. You're just accepting anyone they want to call a racist. You're saying, okay, MSNBC called them a racist, so are you against them, sir, because they're racist? Brian, that's the whole point. The words. The left has always understood this. Change the meaning of the words, and the common people will think you're still using the same meaning, and they will go along with you. Marx knew this. Marx talked a lot about that. Not Groucho either. Carl. Chico? Zeppo? Nor Richard. No. Karl
2: freaking Marx. Um, here's the moment we're talking about from the debate.
3: You
0: have repeatedly we, criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist right. groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not
1: All right. We'll do.
2: I'm not sure what stand back and stand by means. I'm uh, absolutely sir. Um, but then Biden well, has and then and, and the uh asking him, call out names
3: and then let them define who's what. It's just a bad idea.
2: He should his first impulse was, yeah, sure. Whoever you want me to condemn, I'll condemn him. He should have just gone with white supremacists. I condemn white supremacy. Yeah. I don't believe in it.
3: In my fondest dreams, he would have said, "The problem, though, is critical race theory people and Black Lives Matter call everybody a racist merely for
2: disagreeing with them. They say your white six-year-old was born a racist, right? Do you (laughs) believe
3: change? Joe Biden, do you believe your grandchildren are racists? Um, Oh, that would have been a good one. That
2: would have been good. Yeah, that would have been a good. You know, yeah. If you're if you're if you're a little smarter more versed in this stuff, that would be great. You see, you turn to Joe Biden. Did you use the word smart?
0: (laughs) <laughs> Do you believe
2: your grandkids are racist? He'd say, of course not. Oh, well, critical race theory says they are. And, and that's what they're teaching in our schools and in our government currently at taxpayer expense, by the way. Yes. And that's what I just eliminated. And you and Chris Wallace beat me up for it.
3: What we what he said right there. Drop the mic.
2: Anyway, um, but Joe Biden also did not denounce Antifa because he says it's an idea, not an organization and left it at that. Please. Please
3: classic insurgent cell organization nobody knows who anybody else is except by code and a single contact it's it's old school hey give me 44 would you please this is a big moment
1: we closed it down and now we're reopening and we're doing record business we had 10.4 million people in a four-month period that we've put back into the workforce that's a record the likes of which nobody's ever seen before People know what to do, they can social distance, they can wash the hands, they can wear masks, they can do whatever they want, but they got to open these states up. you got to open these states up. It's not fair. You're talking about almost it's like being in prison. And you look at what's going on with divorce, look at what's going on with alcoholism and drugs. It's a very, very sad thing. And he'll close down the whole country. This guy will close down the whole country and destroy our country. Our country is coming back incredibly well, setting records as it does it. We don't need somebody to come in and say, let's shut it down.
3: You know, uh, as usual, the president, just too vague. He he doesn't have specifics handy. Something, and it's easy to Monday morning quarterback. I will absolutely grant that.
2: Oh, yeah, I might just stand up there and whip myself with my teeth chattering if I had 100 million people watching. Not a good look. Not a good look at (laughs) all. Not a good look. Not
3: presidential. (laughs) Certainly not. Uh, On the other hand, how about, you know, include the mental health of the children or perhaps even more persuasively say, if you shut down hard again, you will end millions of American small businesses. The backbone of the economy is small businesses. They will go away. We've already lost 300, whatever it is, 1.4 million Small businesses, those jobs have gone away. They will not just restart the minute you open it. We are killing our economy right now, and we have to balance fear of the COVID with fear of ending the American economy. You know, something like that. And he he went there more or less.
2: Um, did you know that James Comey is being grilled right now by the House or the Senate Judiciary Committee? Yes. And uh, Mike Lee of Utah just said to James Comey, you don't seem to know anything about the investigation you ran. So apparently James Comey is doing a lot. I'm not aware of that or Mm. I don't recall that or that sort of thing, which is a classic.
3: We'll be heavy on that tomorrow. Sure.
2: Yeah. How about the fact that that's going on right now?
3: Yeah, <laughs> if I were in charge of scheduling big uh, camera-ready hearings in the Senate, I might have checked my calendar. Although tomorrow, tomorrow's news cycle, we'll have digested it and edited clips well, and the rest of it, did, and we did, will.
2: Did Lindsey Graham have the uh, flexibility to schedule that? He's the chair of the committee.
3: Yeah, absolutely. But then
2: why, I, would he, why would he Why schedule it the day after the debate? Did no he clue. think they needed a uh, topic to change the day after the debate, I wonder?
3: No, I, I don't think so. I don't think, Graham that, no. I don't think you planned that, no.
2: Especially given
3: how excited everybody is about this story. It's gotten completely squashed. Nobody's carrying it. Although, again, tomorrow is, is uh, you
4: know, another day. enough. You know
2: what tomorrow is, is? another day. I disagree. The sun will come out. All right. So, stand uh, back stand dollar. by. Stand back and stand by. You know I should. Until tomorrow. Why won't I? Right, and we'll have clips
3: of James, Co- James Comey lying Obfuscating. Lanky. Double talk.
2: The lanky <sighs> What? What's the next debate going to be like?
3: I, I, I've got to believe those in charge of it are asking that very question right now.
2: It's possible that the, tr- that the Biden crowd thinks that was awesome. That was awesome. We're not upset. We're not mad that Trump interrupted a lot uh that was awesome we think that's great for us let's do another one of those as soon as we, can we do one tomorrow
4: mm. they might be thinking that i don't know well and they might be completely wrong they had great fundraising numbers maybe that's the magnet of dragging them back to to do another God, one too I, I don't
2: i don't get the fundraising thing because i've read a number of the freakonomics reports on that there's a there's a, a ceiling or a floor you need to reach on fundraising after that it doesn't really do you any good no and i think they're both there they're raising so much money I'm, I'm not sure that should motivate you to do anything. but
3: No. I think we ought to end the segment with a, uh, a look back at our predictions of yesterday. Just give us uh, eight and nine back-to-back, Sean.
2: Thank you, much. I'm predicting and I don't want this to be true. It's going to be dull, uh, mm. and Biden is going to be fine, and the race is not going to change, which is bad news for Trump. I don't want that to be true, but... That's what I suspect is going to be true. Then you got so. Terry. Just for
3: the record, Joe predicts major moment. Jack, no.
2: And I want to be wrong. I would click my heels and dance into the studio tomorrow. Well, if Biden pulls a Nadler on stage, put <laughs> on your
3: dancing shoes then. Well, he didn't pull a Nadler on stage. <laughs> we we're both right though. It probably didn't change the
2: race and it was amazing. It was a, it was a it wasn't a, a moment the whole thing was a moment. Right. It was a 90 minute moment. Ooh, a movement. Too the many moments. Country took a movement. Oh, yeah, oh. it certainly did. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uncomfortable.
0: Pro-
3: productive segment, wasn't it?
0: Mm.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm Coyote Peterson, and I'm about to be bitten
2: by the giant desert centipede. Ah!
1: Ah! Oh my gosh, it's so much worse than a bullet ant sting! It's a different pain than any sting I've taken. It's searing. It is absolutely searing. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't compose words right now, man. Can't. Just cut the, cut the cameras, cut the cameras. We gotta get the venom extracted. We gotta get some of the venom on my arm. Ah. No, I'm serious. Cut the, cut the cameras, cut the cameras.
4: Ah. So we thought we were ah. to we take another <laughs> clip from last night's debate, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Had a similar feel.
2: <laughs> yeah. We take a little break from the debate with a guy who gets stung for a living. Just as a change of pace. Allegedly
3: makes $300,000 a month from YouTube.
2: Being stung by
3: things. With his videos of getting stung painfully. It's a hell of a living. It's a, that was
1: quite something.
3: Uh, one is reminded of the world's most accurate documentary, Idiocracy, and the Biggest hit show in America being Ow My Balls, in which a guy would take blows to his genitals over and over again. That was the number one show in America.
2: I heard a little bit of an interesting uh, conversation about um, if The Rock would run for president. The movie Idiocracy, it's it seemed hilarious at the time, and you know, far-fetched, now it seems perfectly possible. In the movie Idiocracy, a... Uh, a, a, wrestler. a pro wrestler is yeah. president, and it's like, oh, ha ha ha! But uh, what's his I,
4: name? Optimus Prime or something like that? In idiocracy, I think that's yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah.
2: But I was listening to a couple of serious pundits discuss the popularity of The Rock and how we're in a time where he could easily become president. Yeah. yeah. Our uh, our old boss Dave Sniff, one times uh, when I was with him on his boat a while back, he said, "What if Tom Hanks ran or Oprah?" How, who would stop them from being president? Right. How would they not end up president?
4: President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Camacho. <laughs> That's right. I'm thinking <laughs> of something else.
2: Mountain Dew Camacho.
4: <laughs> How would he was t- a former pro wrestler and a porn star?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. You take somebody who's got, especially after last night. By the way, you take somebody who who's more or less beloved by America. Tom Hanks, Oprah Winfrey, The Rock. Right. Uh, The Rock is probably the best example right now because he's so much younger. He's a pretty bright guy. And he have more of the younger crowd.
3: Yeah, Um, He just endorsed Biden to the shock and horror of many of his fans. But anyway.
2: Right. But so uh, the comment has always been, well, as soon as you start start taking stands on positions, then, you know, people start to peel away. You don't have to anymore. If Joe Biden can stand up there last night uh, now that'd be a distraction. Whether or not I'm in favor of packing the Supreme Court, even though my party says that's what they're going to do. He's not going to answer that question. Tom Hanks, Oprah, The Rock could do the same thing. You just smile, and you're likable, and people already have a positive feeling about you. Somebody like that, like the movie Eudocracy showed, somebody like that's going to be president in a couple cycles. Mm. Just completely the empty vessel. Yes, not similar to or
3: well. I know some of you are yelling. Wait, Trump is that guy? Although Trump no, was no, out no. and proud with specific he, beliefs about he, trade policy, he took hard
2: stance. Trade the was military a, and the rest trade of them. Uh, trade stances anathema to Republican orthodoxy. Right. Um, uh, the immigration stuff very controversial. Right. Now I'm talking about people that take no stance really on anything. Right. Go with the full. That's a distraction. The important thing is to vote. Just kind of vague. Everybody needs to be taken care of and happy. We, know, need, <laughs> uh, I mean. we need. We need. Equality and freedom and good things to happen. We need to come together. Come together. Do you remember what this country used to be like when we were all together? We're going to be together again. Vote the Rock.
3: What do you think about confronting China in the South China Sea? Listen, that's a distraction. We need to concentrate on getting out to vote. It's <laughs> exactly. a ridiculous
2: answer. I think we're just a cycle or two away from that happening. Oh, boy. Surely
3: the pendulum is at the outer edge of its swing there's probably a technical
2: term for that, but... I think you'd want to run as a Republican, though. Because you'll get the Democrats anyway. As what, a movie star? As a young movie star. Okay. How I think young? think you'll get the Democrats anyway. Anything under... Well, current, the current bar is 75. <laughs> well, 75 to 78. So Anything under 50. Um you get the Democrats anyway, and because we all vote for our team, you'll, all the Republicans will vote for you, because I have to, because you're a Republican. Right. Um, or in the same way would work on the Democrats. I'm not claiming that's a one-sided thing. We just all vote. We all support our team, no matter what.
3: Well, um, for, for reasonable reasons, really. It's about policy. Yeah. Until
2: I'm, it's not about policy I don't policy know what Oprah's policy is, or The Rocks, or Tom Hanks, but Oof. it doesn't matter. Of course, the question is, why would they want to do that? Tom Hanks think. Why do I want to become president? I, I'm not going to take any stands or anything, just so I can say I was president once. I mean, what's Job the point? It's
3: awful to me. <laughs> awful.
2: I have a better house.
3: Yeah, I can't take the cut and pay. Hey, boy. Well, give me clip fifteen.
4: The debate um, obviously was a, a debacle. This is a, a an act of, of of violence against the the institution of of the presidential debates.
2: Well, you see, the only problem I have with the media saying that is, is like I've been repeating all day, um, you've been building that for years. Yeah. You take the stupid zinger that doesn't mean anything and elevate it to the knockout blow. You built this. You created this monster. Acting like you're no Jack Kennedy was something important. It's nothing. Right. It didn't mean anything. Right.
3: And we've gone from... You're no Jack Kennedy being devastating, too. You're the worst president America's ever had.
2: The, the biggest moment in debate history was George Bush looked at his watch during a town hall. Ooh, that seems pretty silly now, doesn't it?
1: I don't want the show to be over, but I am ready <laughs> to
2: listen
1: to the fire.
2: So he looked at his watch and came off as callous and uncaring. Then we had last night. We're like one cycle away from one guy walking over and urinating on the podium to mark oh, his territory. Oh, gross. <laughs> watch me. Watch me. Hey, let's get a
3: final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room. Michael, yeah, final thought.
4: The
1: second debate, there will be profane insults. The third debate, a physical fight. And at some point, a moderator will be frustrated to the point of tears. <laughs> Could be
4: soon. Positive Sean keeping all these tapes straight, all these recordings with Hanson. Your final thought? Yeah, One of the more uh, confounding things about Trump is that if you care about an issue, one of the worst things that can happen is he takes up that issue just because he seems uninterested or un- incapable of making even the, the the most entry-level arguments in favor of it. Well, that's
3: uncharitable. I think sometimes he could do a little better, uh, but, uh, you know, so he did pretty well last night at times. Jack, final
2: thought? We get the government we deserve, and I'm not going to claim that I don't play into this also, but when we read tweet hot takes and mean stuff and elevate all that. What do you expect the politics is going to turn into if we act like this in social media and radio and television? My final thought is I find myself physically and
3: emotionally exhausted by the debate and the aftermath. I'm so glad there will be a couple of weeks before the next one. I realize the veeps are going to square off, but nobody cares. Probably. Probably one in eight chance something significant happens. Because Kamala's no good. She's bad. She couldn't even make it to Iowa.
2: (laughs) Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
3: So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All of our podcasts are downloadable there. We have links to the videos and stories and and whatnot. And uh, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. But yeah, if you ever miss a segment of the show, just go to the website and download that segment, armstrongandgetty.com.
2: Follow us on the Twitter. Remember to hit follow on there, huh? I just would like a bigger number for my own ego. Oh. Huh? That's sad. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
1: You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've
0: sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes.
2: <laughs> that's
1: sad. If you wish to leave, you
0: may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing.
4: Not uh, good. And just... Change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll
0: be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words.
4: It's over for
2: me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Clearly, uh, this was the most chaotic
3: presidential debate. Because that was horrific.
1: It was an absolute disgrace. That was a shit show. Will you shut up, your, Listen.